Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 175 of the Hawks. Oh, it's actually 174 of the Hawks Talk podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson, joined today by my wonderful co-host, Logan. Logan, how are you? <clears throat> I'm bored, Jackson. Basketball is boring. right now. I, you, you could not pay me to care about FIBA. I'm sorry. Um, I'm still protesting. I'm still standing on that. Just for the record, I, I I did not I have not moved an inch. I have not entertained a second of this shambolic team USA. Really, uh, you know, I'm I'm giving my support to Anthony Edwards. Uh, I'm giving my support to Serbia. Uh, I don't is Italy playing? If Italy's playing, I'll give Italy my support. But other than that, man, don't care. If it's not the Olympics, I'm just not gonna care. Um, but yeah, you know, um, it's been a long time since we've had a wide release podcast because. I, I mean, just straight up, what would we talk about? Um, you know, we are not Brad Rowland. Um, that man is has a has has this, a work ethic and, and a willingness to talk about uh, smaller things than than we are willing to talk about. Um, he makes a lot more content than us. Uh, we we just I don't I don't even know if anyone wants to listen to Hawk stuff right now. It's it's you you are in the dead part of the off season. The preseason starts in about a month. Um, there's just not stuff going on. You know, no, nothing happened with the Siakam stuff, which just seems to be dead. Um, nothing happened with the trade exception yet. Nothing happened with, uh, you know, oh, we freed up a little bit more space with, you know, trading away Garuba and Tai Tai. Oh, what's going to happen next? Nothing's they released happened. V. <clears throat> they did release V. They released the schedule, which it's an NBA schedule. You know what I mean? It's not, it's you not like football. play everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow! Merry Christmas! <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like you know college football or something where <laughs> I mean even college football technically there's never any surprises. It's it's all but you get you get what I'm saying. The schedule just it matters in terms of like back to backs and stuff, but it doesn't matter that much. We were not gonna do like a breakdown of the schedule. You guys can you guys can go to other uh, other podcasters for that. I don't think anyone wants to hear his blabber for 45 minutes about <laughs> the January oh, January 12th. we have two back to backs. This is rigged. <laughs> the, the January 12th game in Washington. Like I'm sorry. I'll care about that when it's January. I don't care hey, about we, it right we, now. We, we, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. For now, yeah, we you, we play everyone in the NBA. Merry Christmas. There's also an in-season tournament. I guess we'll talk about that a bit later cuz we do have certain opponents in that for our Europa League NBA draw. But, uh, I mean, the only notable thing is... <laughs> I know. I did like, look into it, Logan. Italy <laughs> is in the FIBA World Cup. They're going to they're gonna give the, the leading score. They're going to call it the Golden Ball Award. Like, we're just going to go... <laughs> we're going to go full Europe. Uh. Anyways, uh, Italy is in the World Cup, Logan. And in their first game, they played against Angola, which features current Hawk Bruno Fernando. They won 81-67. to 67. The other Hawk playing in the World Cup right now is, of course, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic. He plays for Serbia, of course, and they beat China by 39 points, 105 to 63. And Angola lost 67 to 81. So Italy on the board. Uh, I know Italy was not able to get Paulo Vancaro, their target. So uh, unfortunate for them, but the game is the game at the end of the day. What did did Powell like commit to the U.S. or something? Is that a thing he could do? Yeah, no, he's playing with the U.S. right now. Oh, is he? Yeah, as you can tell, I didn't. Man, that's messed yeah, up. Apparently, he's Paolo, apparently he's on, Italy as well. Come on, come on, Paolo, don't do that to. Actually, was he even born in Italy? I don't even know. Um, I think his father is Italian. I'm not sure though. I mean, this isn't a magic podcast, so you can't expect me to know. In all fairness. Yeah, I mean, not a magic podcast. I, you know, it's it's FIBA. Uh, when the United States wins in however many weeks, it'll be like, wow, woo. Anthony oh Edwards, gosh, saw this coming. Yeah, um, I will. I will legitimately. I will have a Schadenfreude moment if the U.S. loses, though, because you know, screw you, screw them. If people honestly believe Jalen Brunson and Tyrese, How- Ty- yeah, Tyrese Halliburton and Mikael Bridges, because well, I, I know Mikael Bridges is like a wing, like he's a completely different type of player than Trey, but he's listed as a guard occasionally. If you guys actually think those guys are better guards than Trey Young, then Bless your heart. That, that's all I can say is bless your heart. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's just whatever. The point of this podcast, because you know what? There isn't much to talk about. But I mean, look, you you, you got to have the award show at the end of the season. But in order to have the payoff at the end of the season, you have to have the setup at the start of the season. So 
We're going to be talking about the, the our predictions for the Hawks uh, award we winners. We have to have a bit of foreplay. All right. Well, I just don't think you needed to phrase it like that. Um, and and we're, we're we're good men. This is going to be a, a, a decent decently long podcast. You're looking at 45 minutes of foreplay. <laughs> but um, we're, um, I, 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 you know, I don't know if anyone's going to be too many people are going to be listening to this anyway. It's we're in the dead off season. But uh, point being, we're going to be doing uh, predictions for Hawks awards and then. NBA awards at large because honestly I think the NBA awards this season there it's a little less obvious I think because if you look at the recent trends like nobody gets more than two consecutive MVPs um Jokic may very well be the best player in the league oh wait oh wait Embiid got it Embiid got it that's right yeah I was about to say oh shit oh my god I forgot yeah okay I guess Jokic could win MVP again but I don't know I I feel like uh I feel like there's wiggle room there it's not it's not a shoot-in um, rookie of the year. I'm. I'm just straight. I'm not gonna choose Wembenyama. Uh, I am gonna strongly be on my Wemby is overhyped train. I, don't I think Scoot gets it to be. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we're, that that's what's in store. We'll talk a little bit about the in season tournament and all that. But uh, yeah, you know, we we just we 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 had to talk about something because it's been a long time. It's been so long that Jackson forgot how he started his recordings. Um, he forgot that's like true. he forgot how he counted us down, and I was like, "That's I mean, that is out of practice." Um, and I guess one last housekeeping thing: if you guys can hear the fan in my room, I'm sorry. I, I've I've made my audio setup a little bit better. You shouldn't hear it too much or at all. But if you do, you guys got to understand. I'm in Georgia. It's 3 p.m. on a on a August day. It is 98 degrees outside. Podcasting is the hardest job in this world. God damn it. I'm doing my best to Truth. not melt. Truth. I'm sacrificing my freaking life here. Um, but no, yeah. So I don't think, I, I mean, obviously I check my audio beforehand. I don't think it'll be an issue. But if you do, ignore it for me, please, because it's 98 degrees outside. And it, it the AC does not reach my room very well. So, you know, anyway. All right, Logan, let's go ahead and uh, let's get the easiest one of the award. Every year we do this award for the Hawks. Every year it's the same answer. As long as this guy's here, it'll probably be the same answer, but we'll keep doing this award because it's free content. Logan, team MVP prediction for the Hawks for this upcoming season. I'm I'm going to do this solely to be different. I'll say Quinn Snyder. Ah, I bet mean, to be fair, you can choose players in front office for this. So that is, that's a fair pick. I, I'm going to say Trey just to keep the trend going because, you know, I, I feel like in Obviously. reality, in yeah. reality, when every season ends, like you have like the guys who are kind of like underrated, the guys who have like special moments. But you're like, yeah, we wouldn't been where we made it without Trey Young. Like, that's just kind of how it goes. Like, we all know it. That's why he's the team MVP every year. But like Quinn Snyder, a very interesting pick just because like Quinn Snyder, he got hired, you know, like midway through the season, kind of had to like install like his system from the go. He was doing it with Nate Millen's existence, like even throughout the playoffs and stuff. But, like, now he's been able to bring in his guys, his coaching staff. I know he's brought over a large coaching staff of his own guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been able to, I think, most importantly, to work with the players individually and implement their system. And then, obviously, training camp starts up in a few weeks, I do believe. So whenever a training camp starts up, then you'll be able to implement your system even more, have more, like, actual, like, game time practice with your set roster. Because I think this is a good time to mention it, Logan. You know, we you kind of mentioned a few things here and there. It kind of looks like, barring something unforeseen happening at this point, which doesn't look like anything will happen revolving the Hawks. I mean, there could be movement around the league. It kind of does look like the Hawks have their, like, 15-man roster going into the season. Like, pretty set and, you know, like, these are our 15 guys for now. Like, maybe once we get closer to the trade deadline or something pops up, we take on that. But at the moment, you know, end of August, it looks like the Hawks have their their 15-man roster and the two ways filled out. So Yeah, it's... um. I mean, that, the reason why I chose him is basically because the only thing we've changed, you know, significantly this season, or this offseason, I should say, is John Collins is gone. Um, the only real change that's big, and, and not saying that John Collins is, isn't noteworthy, but, um, you know, it, it's just, you, get, you guys you know, get my point. It's John Collins, right? Um, the biggest change is like, okay, now it's truly a Quinn Snyder system. You know, nobody is going to, like, 
be able to really be honest and say that Quinn Snyder is fully running the system. He would run some of his plays for sure um, during his like two months, month and a half that he was coaching here. But um, the reason I picked him as MVP is like if the Hawks get significantly better, I'm talking like six, seven wins more than last season, we get to the high 40s or 50 wins. It'll either be because, you know, Jalen Johnson, A.J. Griffin or breakout or like Hunter finally breaks out. Basically a player breaking out, a Kongu becomes like an all-star. DeJounte takes a huge leap forward and like efficiency or whatever. Like the, those things could happen, but they're not super likely. It would mo- like, most likely because, be because we have one of the five, seven, eight best coaches in the NBA and he implemented the system. Um, and again, I was just doing it to be kind of quirky, just to be a little bit less boring than just saying, oh, Trey Young's MVP, because that's that's kind of obvious. He's he's going to score 25, 26 points a game. He's going to lead the league in assists. He's going to be, uh, I can't even say he's going to be an all-star, because you don't know. You, you just don't know what these fucking media guys and the NBA players voting them in. You don't know, but he will be an all-star level player. He'll probably be an all-NBA level player. The only question is, can he like shoot, shoot the three-point shot above? 32% or whatever, which, uh, you know, fingers crossed you can. Um, so, yeah, I mean, MVP is always reasonably straightforward, but uh, if we make a big leap, you know, a sizable leap forward, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, it's most likely because of Quinn Snyder. But we'll have to see. Who knows? For, for all we know, like, uh, maybe Patty Mills is the key, man. I don't know. Maybe Patty Mills unlocks something in this team. You, you, I mean, it's unpredictable. I do want to ask you this, Logan, going from, you know, Nate McMillan's system, which was predominantly his last year, like you said, Quinn Snyder implemented some of his plays. He implemented some of, you know, who he preferred in the rotation. But going from last season to this upcoming season and Quinn Snyder having this full offseason like we talked about, what do you think is going to be the biggest change for we as fans to see out of the Hawks every night, comparing the Nate McMillan offense that we've known the past couple of years to the Quinn Snyder offense that's being implemented now? Or you can say the game, I'm just saying – when it comes to offense, like that's straight, what the primary I mean, primary focus is on. Like straight defense up, matters too, but straight up just like half as many mid rangers. Like DeAndre Hunter, you're good at mid rangers. Take two steps outside the line and just shoot it. You got you gosh dang imbecile. All right, just just you know, just cut out the mid rangers. Trey, you're allowed a couple games, DeJounte. DeJounte, you get a you get a little bit leeway on the mid rangers because that's one of your bread and butter pieces. Because I mean, Jackson, I'm pretty sure we both said this before, but like we appreciate mid rangers because that's very valuable in the playoffs. In the in the playoffs, when you need more isolation scoring, I think in the playoffs you kind of throw um efficiency not out the window, but you kind of ignore it a little bit. Like when people make fun of Trey Young's like first playoff run, everyone was so impressed, and then people pull up the stats and he's like, Well, he wasn't even that efficient. And it's like he was a third-year player leading his team to the Eastern Conference Finals, scoring like 30 a game with nine assists, and you're worried about his true shooting percentage? How how much brain rot do you have? You know, how much, how long are you on 538's Raptor? How Why is your brain wired like this? It is basketball. It is not Excel. Um, you know, and that that sort of thing, I, I in the playoffs, I rock with it. During the regular season, when you got an 82-game sample, you know, you, you, you kind of want to do the modern kind of boring but important you know limited mid-range uh mike d'antoni type of stuff but um you know i i would say trey Dejounte, hunter gets a little bit of pass on the mid-rangers everyone else i better i better not see more than one a game at most the only person who i think even is allowed to take like two a game is a kongu and it's not because i think he's that good but i think if he keeps taking jumpers they're gonna have to start guarding him and that creates more spacing. But, like, the long story short is I just expect a different shot profile because if you remember early last season, Jackson, the shot profile was just abysmal. It, it was, was, I mean, it was nasty. Terrible. I mean, today's was, NBA it was really, disgusting. Is, really is kind of what you're talking about, Logan, where it's like, you know, you let your start, your best players take a few mid ranges game because at the end of the day, you know, DeJounte and Trey yeah, are some good of the best. Yeah, DeJounte and Trey. Are, are really good scores in the league. And in Trey's case, Trey's one of the best offensive players in the league. You're okay with him taking a few mid-ranges because just because of the pure talent and skill he has compared to a chart that says, hey, we're more efficient shooting threes. 
I do think, though, like what you're saying, Logan, is true. You're going to see a lot less mid-range attempts. Like, it's pretty obvious that in the Nate Millen offense that the mid-range was just a shot that he emphasized. He wanted guys to get to the mid-range. And, I mean, in today's NBA, it just really doesn't work. That's more of an old-style, old-school type of offense. You know, we saw it back in the 90s, Michael Jordan, the early 2000s. But, like, you know, the reality is we're in 2023, Logan. Ever since about 2014, the three-point revolution has been here. And I feel like under Nate Millen, we took a step back and— I feel like Quinn's not going to bring a lot of that back because, like, you know, our best players, being yeah, Trey yeah. and Dante, um, are going to take some mid ranges. That's it's fine. It's really a, good scores, but yeah. like the role players and everyone, they're going to be they're going to be doing what role players need to do. They're going to need to be efficient. They need to shoot the threes. That's obviously Quinn's not said it a bunch. You don't need us to tell you this. I think we both just agree that's going to be the no, biggest change you'll see on offense comparing the Nate McMillan offensive system to the Quinn Snyder offensive system is the shot profile, like you said. Yeah, I mean. If the shot profile doesn't change, if we if we still get that, you know, last three minutes, your turn, my turn, ISO stuff, then I got to be honest, you just got to chalk the players. Like, trying to Shantae, it's not working. That means it's their fault. That means it's not the coach's fault because that crap had to have lost us at least six games last season. Um, I mean, there are so many close games in which the offense just sputtered late. And it'd be one thing if those guys were hitting the shots late, but Trey especially really struggled in the clutch last season for a while. Um, so fingers crossed Quinn Snyder does some, does something a little bit different, but we'll have to see. Um, while we're on the topic of offensive system, Logan, I want to ask you two questions about two different players. The first question is going to be about who I said was my projection for Hawks team MVP of the upcoming season, Trey Young. And the other one's about DeAndre Hunter. Uh, we'll talk about Trey first. You know, you're, you're kind of talking about it there with the my turn, your turn, ISO ball. Like, we all saw it last year that lost us games at the end of games. You know, the Hawks really would do this thing for where four and a half quarter, I mean, three and a half quarters, they played, you know, really good offensive basketball. And then once you got into that, like, half, like, the Hawks would be up by 10 or so, and then it turns into train to Jonte, my turn, your turn, ISO ball. The lead's cut. I mean, even in some cases, the other team's up by five whenever, you know, two minutes left, it's just cut. I feel like the biggest thing there is, Logan, about Trey Young, and this is something that I feel like the media has critiqued him for, and it's something we as Hawks fans have critiqued him for. Do you think that Quinn Snyder will be able to unlock the side of Trey Young that's able to, and willing to play off ball? Because that's the next step in his offensive game for me. Like, obviously becoming more efficient, but him, you know, doing more off ball instead of just truthfully standing there and waiting to get the ball back, that'll open up more efficient shots for himself, open up more efficiency just for him in general do you think Quinn Snyder can unlock it or how do you feel about that because I feel like that's my biggest question mark with Trey Young heading into this next season I'm I'm not holding my breath I'll be honest <laughs> I'm not holding my breath on that I, I think that's what Trey Young is he, he's not Steph Curry you know um we'll see though but I'm not holding my breath it's just hard because like last season we did kind of see it like those first like few games of the season you could tell that Trey was legitimately like putting in that work off ball like he wasn't just standing there and obviously it's something that's gonna take some time to be done and refined over time it's not gonna be Steph Curry perfect level from day one it's just like we got into like five games into the season I think that's fair to say and Trey Young just completely abandoned it like he wasn't moving off ball it turned into a thing where he's standing at the hash and he's just watching you know Dejounte Iso or DeAndre Iso I mean whoever throwing it to John in the post and just, you know, standing there. And it's like, that was pretty frustrating to see. And I feel like, like I said, I mean, that's the next step in his offensive game. Like, really, like, I mean, obviously you could be like, well, just shoot the ball better, which, yeah, I mean, it's fair, to be fair. But also, like, just from a system standpoint of what can we do to help Trey get him more efficient, I think the next step is moving off ball. And, like, last year was disappointing because, like, you sh he showed glimpses of doing it and being willing to do it. And then he just, like, stopped. So, I feel like with Trey, that's my biggest question mark going into this next season. Ahead of the defense and stuff, because just saying it now, Trey Young adding another 10% to his offense is a lot more valuable than Trey Young adding 10% to his defense. <clears throat> I, I know a lot of people like to hear that, but that's just true. Um, and then in the case of DeAndre Hunter, Logan, I mean, it's no secret that Hunter has been underwhelming compared to, you know, his draft uh, slot at number four and also what we traded up to get him. My question for you with Hunter is, do you think DeAndre Hunter will take on more of a role player role this season compared to years past? Where last year, there was times where DeAndre legitimately had ISOs and, you know, he would ISO get to the mid-range. He had trouble getting to the basket just because, uh, I don't know why. I mean, we all saw it. I mean, the guy would have a wide open lane to the basket. And he's, Look, Jackson, let, know, me just, let me just cut you off. Let me put it like this. If that man takes three isolation shots in a single quarter, trade him the next day. 
So you think he's embracing that three and D? Role I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know the guy, but he better. Like I fucking hope he does. I've had enough of. I, I, I feel like that's the best case for both sides at this point, for the Hawks and for DeAndre Hunter, because the DeAndre Hunter discourse has really reached a low by people who like aren't Hawks fans, and even Hawks fans like. Keep in mind, even people who don't watch him are starting to be like, okay. Remember he's when? Remember, bad on that remember when you called him untouchable like less than two years ago? What, what? I also said he had better than Brandon Ingram like last year. So. What the hell? Yeah, you didn't remember that. I, I mean, to be fair, it was like before we played the Pelicans, I was probably hyped up, ready to go, you know. And yeah, it was a disaster. I have no words for myself. I apologize. Uh, 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 I'll just, I'll just try to forget that. Um, it's best if we just ignore those things. Yeah. Anyway, next award. We've been, we've been. Next award is. I think this one's actually pretty fun because I think there's a few options for this one. Is going to be Defensive Player of the Year, Logan. Give me, give me a. Uh, Nicholas Akongwu. I it took me a second there, but I, I understand it. That that's a bit of a throwback because it's been a while since we've we've done that one. Yeah. Uh it's really I would all right. Give me your top three. Akongwu first, obviously, because you just said so. Who's second and third for you? This team ain't got nobody on defense. <laughs> uh Akong- my, I'll give you my top three right now is Capella, Akongwu, DeJounte Murray. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I could be moved off of Capella or Congo swapping places just based on who plays more, which there's a lot of discourse about. Shout out to Grant Shirley. Yeah. Oh, uh, I have basically the same three as you. Only I go a Congo Capella, uh, Dejounte. I mean, look, man, I, I've I've somewhat given up on Hunter as a defender. Not that he's a bad defender, but he's a limited one. Um, Sadiq Bay, not really a defender. AJ Griffin, maybe someday, but not now. Jalen Johnson is a low-key pick that maybe creeps into my top Dark three. Dark horse. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, because he, he he flashed in really good defense last year. But, you know, uh, you know what? Actually, screw it. I'll take out DeJounte. I'll put in Jalen Johnson. DeJounte, he he creates steals, but he's not, he's not you know, locking anybody down. Jalen Johnson, I could see him locking people down. So, I'll, I'll give Jalen Johnson the third spot there. Um yeah, the, the strong point for the Hawks defensively is definitely rim protection, um, which is a good thing to have. It, it's good to, to be strong defensively at the center, for sure. Um, but in terms of wing defense, guard defense, it's not it's not the best. That, that's, that's one of those things where it's like, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Sorry about that. It's one of those things, like, that's kind of I wanted uh, Ayo Donsumnu. I was like, hey, hey, he's an RFA. He hasn't gotten an offer yet. He's he's not got an offense. He's got on defense. Throw him a little uh, high high level MLE. Didn't happen, but that's why I wanted it. Um, you know. So yeah, ultimately I'll say Congo, but Jalen Johnson a decent little dark horse. That's that's a uh, yeah. I'll go with that. I'm gonna go with someone who missed out on your top three. I'm sure he's four for you. Is Dejounte Murray from Dejounte this year? Or do you? Do you want to see him more and more of that point of attack role like we were hoping for when we first got him? Or have you kind of abandoned that after last season? You're hoping for more of the disruptor, get steals, force turnovers. Cause, I, I've, I've I mean, we it. all kind of expect him. All right. I mean, to be fair, we did all expect him to be that PO guy, POA guy when we drafted him. I mean, not drafted him, traded for him. But then, like, last season, like, in his defense, rag on his point of attack defense, there was generally games where we won games because DeJounte got a steal at the end. Like, yeah. I, I can't name them off the top of my head, but I know they for sure happened. So you, you've given up on that is what I'm hearing. On the point of attack thing, of course. I mean, in terms of being like a really high level one, yeah. Yeah. You know, Who gets it, the point of attack for the Hawks this season? It's Hunter, and then it's Jalen Johnson. And it's, it's, I mean, DeJounte gets it sometimes. He's just not always going to be great at it. You know? I feel like the most disappointing thing about this Hawks all season is, once again, I really don't think we added anything in terms of point of attack like maybe Correct. I mean, to be fair, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, you didn't lose anything either. But it's like your point of attack options going into this next season are you know Kobe Bufkin if he plays Bogdan and like Bogdan's pretty underwhelming. Bufkin's a rookie. Uh, <laughs> Trent Force a two way player. Uh, Hunter who's pretty underwhelming. I feel like that's just an honest at this point. Jalen Johnson who's still more of a dark horse out there, kind of like what we talked about when we talked about him in the awards. Uh, and then, like, DeJounte Murray, and it's, like, it's, like, not, like, not, like, league worse, but, like, 
I feel like whenever me and you previewed the all-season, Logan, and we talked about where we wanted to see the Hawks get better, I feel like both of us kind of agreed with each other that point of attack defense was somewhere that we needed to upgrade. And, you know, we did talk about guys like Ayo Dasomu, of he's ended up going back to the Bulls, or even a guy like Javon Carter. I know you mentioned him one time on one of the podcasts we did. It's just like, that's probably like, in terms of this Hawks all-season, which, you know, we kind of briefed and, re- I mean, recapped on in our last episode, was like, I just don't feel like we upgraded there at all. Like, I don't feel like we got worse just because of the people who left the team. John Collins is not a point of attack defender. Does, He's the most notable. D- does Wesley Matthews yeah. mean nothing to you? I mean, Wesley Matthews yes. is here. The answer is yes. The answer I, is yes. It means nothing. To I me. mean, he's here, and he's like 38, man. It's like, I, look, he's, he's I've been burnt before. He's Solomon Hill. Yeah, it's like, it's Patty Mills. It's kind of the same for me. It's like, I've been burnt before on these guys. I'm not doing it again. If they show me something, I'm impressed. I like the signing, but for now, like, I'm not going to not mention them, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, we can count on these guys to play point of attack def- defense. And that's in the case of Wesley Matthews. Like it's, yeah, I feel like it's going to be a thing where it comes up to the mismatch. Oh, hey, we're playing Steph Curry. Let DeJounte get him for the size. Oh, we're getting Brandon Ingram. Oh, let Hunter get him for the size. It's just one of those things. Just depending on the size of the player, you know, it's who gets them. And Hunter's fared well against those taller players, struggling against those smaller ones, the quicker ones. So maybe DeJounte picks up there and you just switch on it. I don't know. It's just pretty disappointing from that standpoint because I always felt like the past few seasons that's where the Hawks have needed to upgrade. And like once again, like at least so far they have not up until this point. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too optimistic, but we'll see. Who knows? Who knows? You know, people take people I mean, take leaps forward. People can take steps. I mean, Hunter Dejounte can still take steps. Like it's not impossible. I mean, this isn't the NBA where once you're over 25 years old, it's just over for you. You never take a never step forward. You never take a step forward again. Um, our next award, though, Logan, is going to be Young Player of the Year Award. I didn't want to call this one Rookie of the Year just because that would like really like limit our choices. But you do have a few choices here, Logan, if you um, are aware. I'll give you your candidates. Jalen Johnson is one. I'm going to go Kobe Bufkin. Uh, if you want to, throw in A.J. Griffin, Muhammad Gay, Steph Lundy. And uh, any of the two-way guys are also allowed. Uh, I excluded a Kongu from these talks just because I feel like he's too good for him. And Jalen seems like an obvious pick, but also A.J. Griffin's right there. The A.J. Griffin hype has been going up lately. I, I, yeah, I'll go with A.J. Griffin, just partially because I already said Jalen Johnson for the deep, deep boy thing. Um, and he's truly a little bit more of a young player. Jalen, he, he hasn't played that much, but he's in his third year now. Um, Kobe Bufkin. And technically, they're both going into their second year, if you really think about it. Because, like, Jalen's rookie year was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. But Kobe Bufkin is like, I'll be honest, I know Summer League doesn't matter that much, but the, it kind of scared me off a little bit um, in terms of him being ready for anything. Um, anytime soon, he he was he was bad at a lot of things in the summer league, and so I'm not so sure on him immediately. Muhammad Gay, like I I'm actually pretty excited about him, but I don't think he's you know if he's playing a lot for the Hawks, it means we got a lot of injuries, and he's most likely not gonna be doing great just because you know he's a second round rookie. Um, so AJ Griffin for me is like the just sort of clear cut choice there. Um, but Jalen Johnson's also viable for sure. I'm I'm just spice you know variety spice of life so I'm switching it up. Yeah, I mean AJ Griffin seems like just like a really good pick in that spot. It's like the offense is good, uh, the defense was kind of just like not really like awful. Like I feel like we kind of expected to rookie year, but like just the offense of you know what we did see the potential was just amazing. Like he can make shots, he can also create his own shots better than I think we we're expecting. And uh, I mean AJ Griffin's a really good pick there. Um, I I think I'm gonna go. Just because of the AJ Griffin hype this past this summer altogether, I think I'm going to go in a different direction. Logan, give me uh, give me Jalen Johnson. I know you mentioned him for the deep boys, so I won't speak on it too much. I just feel like here's my thing, Logan. AJ Griffin plays a role very similar to stuff we already have in someone like Bogdan Bogdanovich. We don't have anybody on the team who's like Jalen Johnson. I think that's fair to say, right? No, that's. I correct. feel like the closest comparison to Jalen Johnson would be DeAndre Hunter, and even then, they're very different as players. So, so different, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, just feel like what he'll uh, add to us just will make him my young player of the year award. I consider Buffkin here, but like you said, Logan, after summer league, like I'm not, I'm not over here worrying like, oh gosh, we drafted a bus, get him out of here. But like at the same time, I'm like, eh, maybe hold off and play him day one in the NBA. Yeah, maybe, maybe he does get a few weeks in the G League, right? Like maybe, he does, maybe he does play College Park for a bit. Um, it was not a great summer league. Uh, there, there is. Some things I was impressed with, and I will say he was lead guard in Summer League. I kind of doubt he'll be lead guard in the NBA anytime soon. 
Um, so they they were they were clearly challenging him, but woo lad, it was it was not great. But yeah, um, Mar, what's the next award? What's what's up next? Next award. Next award, Logan. This is a fun one, actually. Shooter of the year. I came up with this one kind of on the fly, but like the Hawks do have some three point, you know, concerns heading into the season as far as lineups go. But Logan, we we got some shooters on the squad. Bogey. Like we have. I I feel like Bogey's. I'm going to go a different direction. I think Sadiq Bey. I feel like he's going to have another good shooting year. I think last year was a bit of a fluke for him. My thing is agree with you that I think it was a fluke, but I think it's going to stay that way because Logan. You ready to say it with me? Ladies and gentlemen, get your pay with Trey. It's happening again. Because we need him. He, we need him to be able to shoot he, again. If, Otherwise, we're screwed. If he was, if Sadiq Bay was shooting like that in Detroit with the likes of Corey Joseph passing the ball, imagine Trey Young and DeJounte Murray setting him up. And mainly Trey Young. Because Trey Young, absurd passes. And he doesn't have to look before he makes his no-look passes to look cool. Like somebody who's on the FIBA team right now. Mm. <laughs> Shots fired. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I feel like it's going to be Sadiq Bay. That's that's my pick. I feel like uh, I feel like Trey and Deontay are going to set him up well. I feel like he I feel like he's going to be a not a focal point in the offense. I feel like he's going to be a very good auxiliary choice in the offense for shooting for Quinn Snyder. And you know what? I have a heading into this season. I have a lot of faith in Sadiq Bay. You know, I feel like, and also one thing this this is his chance to get paid, Logan. Whether it's by us or someone in RFA, I mean, this is his chance right now. And a good shooting year will really accelerate that. That is true. Yeah, um, we, we we need one of them to step up because <laughs> team does not have an abundance of, of shooting. Um, I mean, the, the bench, in theory, should be able to strike up or uh, should be able to shoot pretty well. But um, I don't know. We, we all saw how last season went early on, so I'm not <laughs> I'm going to be a little bit cautious. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to I'm going to support bogey. Because healthy Bogey is, is a very good player. So, I'll, I'll give love to Bogey. All right, Logan. Uh, do you have any more awards you want to talk about before we segue into our next point? Because I'm out of awards to talk about for now. Unless you got some. Uh, let's just do most disappointing. Who, who do we think is going to disappoint? And I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Clint Capella. I'm going to go with Clint Capella. My thing with Clint Capella is that it's hard for me to get, like, disappointed by center just because of, like, how easy their job is, especially in the case of Capella. Like, if Capella is at the point to where I'm disappointed by someone I'm expecting to, okay, rebound the ball, block shot, put in layup. It's like, that's, like, very, very bad, and I just don't feel like, at this point, Clint Capella's been doing it for, like, 10 years at this point. Like, I feel like it's kind of hard for me to feel like, Oh yeah, he's gonna disappoint me. That's how. That's why I'm not gonna go Capella. I, oh man, I don't. I don't think it's a center for me. I think it's really gonna be. Oh, I think it's Hunter for me personally. I really. <laughs> I feel like this is easy. a make or break here. That felt too easy for me to say. Yeah. So. It, the thing about Hunter is that on this podcast, it's too easy for you to say because, like, I feel like one of the constants of this podcast ever since we started has been you've always been a lot more critical of Hunter. <laughs> In fairness, of course, a lot more critical of Hunter than I am. I've never like really been like, oh, Hunter sucks, trade him. Not to say you have, but, you know, that kind of attitude towards him. Oh, like, I, I truly, I feel like in a way, like, my expectations for Hunter going into this year, this is make or break. Like, if you don't show us that you can be that three or D role player, it's like, <laughs> you're the new John Collins. You're the one who's in trade talks every week. So, those expectations being lost onto him. Ex- also, with me expecting, like, going into the season that he'll be playing more of that three and D role player role that we talked about earlier, like, not to say my expectations are sky high by any means, but I will say, like, I, I just feel like I'm going to come away from this disappointed, man. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a Hunter experience, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's pretty much, like, that's been, like, one of the things about DeAndre Hunter is, like, you just, you you expect, like, something, and then it's just, like, it's still, like, short of it. And just, like, I really do feel like if it's going to work here, it's going to work with Quinn Snyder. So that's why I'm optimistic, and I am expecting it. But... It also takes Hunter being willing to do that things and, you know, do the things that we talked about, like the role player things that we've talked about. And will he be able to do those? I can't tell you. And will he be able to do those efficiently? I can't tell you. But, yeah, that's just going to be my pick. I, I don't know, man. I really couldn't think of anyone else. It's like I don't want to name a bench player. I don't want to name a young player. Because, like, with a bench player, that feels like I'm placing lofty expectations for someone who's not considered to be in your team's, like, five best starters. 
with a young player. I, if you're out here giving a young player disappointing player, you're you're kind of a you're kind of a dick to be honest. Like nothing, just keeping it real. Like if you're out here like, oh yeah, disappointing player, you're Kobe Buffkin. Like you you you're not you're not being smart. You're you're just being a dick. Like that's just how I feel. I mean that's valid, but I th- you know for me personally, Hunter is too easy to answer. I had to do something. Not not that I've, I, I'm known as a pro Capella guy because I'm also critical. Of I mean, to be fair, Capella would generally be my second choice. But also, it's just like the expectations in mind between uh, a wing and a center are different. Like especially Capella, like he's not Carl Anthony Towns. He's he's, he's rolling to the basket, blocking shots, getting rebounds. Like if you mess those up, like it's not a question of should you be called my most disappointing player. No, no, no. If you're messing those up, like you need to be traded. And in some cases, you need to be balled out, like straight up, like. <laughs> And that's another thing. You can be disappointed that Capella doesn't get traded, right? Like that's a that's a form of disappointment. I can be disappointed. disappointed in I'm not willing to, to 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 talk against the law, Logan. Landry always wins. I'm not I can't do it. We'll see. Um Yeah. Anyway, I think I think that's all the awards we have for this. I do want to do the NBA wide awards real quick. Um Oh yeah, for sure. Because I think it's 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 fun. MVP MVP. I, I, it's honestly kind of tough. I mean Here's the here's the absolute truth of it, Jackson. The second, the 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 daggone second that the Mavericks win fifty plus games, Luca's winning it. It doesn't matter anything else. The second they win, they have a good regular season team. He's gonna win it. I don't think that's this year. I don't think they're gonna be that great this year. Um, so I won't go Luca. Their team kind of looks kind of bad. In fairness, like it does. Look at that team, and it does not look impressed. right. They're 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 like prospects for the future. Don't look great either. It, it's a it's a weird spot to be in. Um, but you know they got they got Kyrie. Um, so you really got you got Giannis, you got Jokic, I guess you got Embiid, I guess. But I don't know. I I feel like the media is already re- regretting giving him MVP. Um, if the media could take back an NBA award and any award that they've ever given out, Logan, going back to the beginning of when they started handing out awards, I'm telling you right now, all of them would run in mass to the Embiid MVP and give it to Jokic. Not because Jokic won the title solely, but because Jokic thoroughly embarrassed those conversations on his way to winning a title. And this is coming from someone who has liked Embiid in the past and also said he should win MVP. Like, I kind of feel the same way. That's why my MVP choice, Logan, is is Nikola Jokic for this season. Because not only do I feel like he's just, I mean, he's the best player in basketball. He has the crown right now. Come get the crown off him. It's like, I thought that's a good way to look at things. He's the best player in basketball. He just won the title. He has the crown right now. He finally has the ring. And like, the thing is now, Logan, that I feel like people need to look at as far as these MVP talks go, the media plays a huge part in who wins the MVP. They're going to be reeling. Just like their voter fatigue, Logan, there's going to be some voter apologetics. Mm. And they're going to be like, you know, MVP, like, realistically, last year, Jokic should have won the award, and B should have. We messed up on that. So this year, let's set it right. Let's give Jokic his MVP. And I feel like, obviously, the quality of play is going to be there. I mean, it's Nikolai Jokic. He's not very injury-prone. I mean, he's solid. The, the Nuggets team has shifted too much. Yeah, Bruce Brown is gone. But, I mean, it's Bruce Brown at the end of the day, with all due respect. I mean, it's just... Yeah, that's why I think, on on, on all that, with all that said, I feel like it's pretty easily going to be Nikolai Jokic. Uh Giannis, a good shout, but Giannis, just after the playoffs, I feel like that leaves a sour taste in everyone's mouth about Giannis. Embiid, no, it's never happened again. Embiid just just lost himself every MVP for the rest of his career, um, especially without James Harden being there. I mean, maybe James Harden does play in the fat suit. Who, who knows what James Harden does, but I, I'm not I'm not believing in the MVP again, Logan. I'm out on it, respectfully. The, the other option is there weirdly hasn't been that much – uh, like hype for it, but at some point, like they're probably gonna give one to Tatum, right? If if the- think about Tatum, Tatum would have an MVP by now if they didn't have Jalen Brown. It's like I'm not one of those people who don't think they can win anything, but they're too similar to players, man. It's kind of like uh, I forgot who said it recently. It's like I don't think the notion that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can't win a ring because they're similar players is true, but like I do kind of agree that you know they're not gonna win the highest individual award, that being MVP, either of them, considering just how similar they both are on the same. But I, I kind of do. If the media tries to give anyone award off of their likeness for him instead of like being truly deserved, I'm telling you right now, Logan, you you've hit on the nail today. You've hit on the nail in the past. You've you've been saying it forever. It's going to be Luka Doncic. Like 
Like that's just how it oh, is. I mean, look, I guarantee you guys. There's a reason come, every come, December, Kia MVP ladder, Luka Doncic is the mainstay. Say, I was gonna say, check it in the winter. Check the Kia MVP ladder. Guarantee you, he's top two. Guarantee it does not matter anything else. And then by March, if the Mavericks are not gonna win 52 games and gonna be a top three seed. He's not going to actually win it. That, it. It's not baseball and the NBA. You have to have an elite team to win MVP. Um, it's it's you know it's not happening for him anytime soon because it's just that that team's not good. It's Kyrie. It's Luca. It's mediocrity. Besides that, um, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. So yeah, my my pick. I think I'm. I think this is going to be a Giannis year. Actually, I don't know something about it. This is like his. I mean, let's be real here. If the Bucks kind of falter, Giannis could be. I don't know if he'll necessarily be on the way out, but you could be looking at a uh, tear down. You had a comment recently, kind of alluding to that. Yeah, a tear, a tear down, build it back up sort of situation. Um, so I don't know. I I think this is a year where Giannis kind of puts it all on the line. Maybe on, it's tough because Giannis has been. I mean, he's been the best or the second or third best player in the in the league for about four or five years now. Voter fatigue happens. It seems like like LeBron might be the last guy to get four MVPs. They're just gonna stop giving them to the same guys. But I don't know something. It's boring. Something about Giannis. It, it's just like uh, I I can see him being pissed off and sort of you know regular season warrior this year. Like he's truly that dominant to where he could be. Like like depoy level and leading like setting his career high in scoring or something and the Bucks win fifty seven games again or something and you know and they they're bored of Jokic they want to give it to Jokic they're not giving it to Embiid Luca only won forty two games they're not going to give it to Luca uh, Tatum you know Tatum didn't have like quite good enough of a season Steph Curry you know the Warriors weren't quite good enough etc. And I could see him giving it to, to Giannis, but um, if not Giannis, I think it'll. I have I have three picks, and they're they're a little off, a little weird. I go Giannis. I think Steph might get one more. Um, I would say Steph is my dark horse, just because the Warriors seem to have fallen off a bit. But they, and if they want to be that truly have, elite team, Steph has to carry. Yeah, but they have to be like the second or third seed. You know, what I mean, they have to be a great team because Steph Curry, at, at the end of the day, he's still one of the best players in basketball. Um, you know, um, it's impressive that he's still this good with the way he plays, but yeah, he, he's still that good. Um, he's still an MVP level guy. It's just, again, NBA is kind of finicky with, with the way that they like select MVPs. Um, and then Tatum, I, I get the Jalen Brown thing, but the truth is, is if Tatum scores 30 a game, plays good defense and puts up like six boards and five or six assists and the Celtics win, you know, get the first seed in the East and look like the best team in the league. They're going to give it to Tatum eventually. He's one of the faces of the league. Um, he's, you know, he's a deserving MVP level player. Oftentimes he, he has some sort of, he has some issues <laughs> sometimes in, in important games, but you know, so that's sort of my top three. Uh, I guess some of them slightly dark horse, but yeah, ultimately I think it's, I think it's a Giannis year, and I think it may be the last year Giannis wins it. But, you know, not that he's like, not that that's like saying that as some sort of, you know, bad thing about him. It's just at the end of the day, like, you can't win MVPs. You can't win all of them. Um, you know, Giannis is going to be a Hall of Famer regardless. But, and I think this third MVP will be like his crowned achievement to make him, you know, ten, 10 years down the line, you'll, you'll be like, oh, is you know, his prime in 2023 when he won MVP and did all this, like, oh, that's why he's the, ten, the best big man of all time or whatever. A um, little, little bit ahead of myself, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, um, MVP is fun, but I'll be honest, Jackson, six man of the year, I have no idea. It, it's kind of just a weird. Oh, man, I can't vote Lou Will anymore. Like, that, I yeah. always would vote Lou Will on this just because it's so easy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Oh, six man, but also Logan, another six man of the year winner in the past towards ACL. So, and that's Montrez Harrell. So, I'm very confused about where to go with this pick. Yeah, and like Hero starts, and if he gets traded, he's gonna start. Um, Brogdon, I guess, but I don't know if they're gonna like. I'm sorry if you weren't Lou Will, you don't get back to backs. You don't get back to back six mans. Um, I will say, Logan, I decided to look. The betting favorite for this award is Emmanuel Quickly. So 
which does make sense because he he was what the runner up last year, and yeah, and Brogdon who actually did win it, is plus eight hundred, and Coyfley's plus seven hundred, and then you have names like Norm Powell, Malik Monk, Bobby Portis, Chris Paul, Caleb Martin, Bogdan Bogdanovich, a Hawks entry hey. towards the end, Jordan Poole, Benedict Mathurin. It's like I'm gonna be honest, man, this this award without Lou Wilt just is meaningless to me. Yeah, like respect. It's yeah. a cool award, but so no. we, we could be quick. I'd love to be biased and say bogey, but I don't think it will be bogey. I'll go. I don't feel like bogey's. I'll, like, go, I'll go Norman Powell. Stats like that. I'll go Norm, Norman Powell. Actually, I, I do kind of. The issue with Norman I'm Powell is, he's, is he has to start because the Clippers get hurt so much. So yeah, I was gonna say that. That's the thing. My my thing with the Clippers as well is like I don't know how much of the season is gonna be the non Kawhi and PG show when they're not playing. You know. When they are playing, excuse me. I mean, when they're not playing, it will be the other players' calls. It has to be. But when they are playing, I kind of feel like this is kind of like a lash type of run type thing for the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. Um. So, Definitely I mean, because they, they didn't get the contract extensions this summer, like the big ones. Um, it's like the four-year deals like they're supposed to be. And, like, to be fair, since 2019, they've underwhelmed. So, like, I don't want to sit here and be – like, I feel like they're going to be playing for not only their last year in L.A., but also their last contract. Like, big contract they'll get in the league. Um. Give me Chris Paul. That one just seems fun to me. Honestly. Wow. Wow. I mean, he's he, Chris Paul is washed. He's older. He's falling off athleticism. <laughs> he's still one of the best point guards in the league. He's going to be coming off of the bench for, I mean, Steph Curry. So I feel like that's a fun pick. It's a fun pick as well because he's middling in the odds. Like, it's Chris Paul, man. It'd be cool to see him get, a, like, some sort of award. You feel me? And, like, it's also just fun for him to be in Golden State because that's probably the most, like, shocking trade of the offseason. Like, oh, that happened? Yeah, that was weird. That was just, I don't get it. But hey, who am I? To, who am I to judge? I guess I'm not a GM. But um, <clears throat> all right, six man, Depoy is kind of boring in my opinion. Like, yeah, yeah. These awards are washed with all the players that I grew up watching getting them. Like straight up, Depoy. I don't know. Give me Giannis. I, I guess I mentioned it in the MVP. Just not that exciting. You know what I mean? It's just it's not a sexy award. Never has been. Um, rookie of the year. I, get, I don't even care what you have to say about Depoy Jackson. I don't care. Um, no, I'm kidding, but it's just not that interesting. Rookie of the year, I, like I said earlier, I'm not going to say Wemby. Mobley for defensive player of the year. I'm going to say Chet Holmgren. Oh, that's a sneaky pick. I'm going Scoot. I feel like with uh, yeah, that's the a big pick. toxic out of the picture, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I feel, I, I feel like... I feel like as a uh, as someone who's not a fan of Portland, I feel like a dark cloud has has left their organization's headquarters. I I feel like a <laughs> not yet, sh- oh. he, not yet. He hasn't left yet. Oh well, I don't. I feel like he's not playing again for the Blazers. To be fair, considering he had a he had an interview the other day where he's full on like Miss Paris at this point. I prefer not to speak on the Trailblazers, dude. You spent your like past like fifteen of your life years of your life there. Like, come on. Um, yeah, I feel like a wolf in sheep's clothing has left the Blazers' headquarters. If you know what I'm trying to say, so give it Scoot. I mean, he's also a point guard, so inherently they're going to have the ball more. So it's a very, it's a very Mickey pick. But yeah, for defensive player of the year, give me a. I mean, to be honest, it'll probably be Jaron Jackson, especially since John. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know I said Mobley, but that was more of a joke, just because I know like we rip about Mobley on occasion. Yeah, he's a little overrated, isn't he? See, after Mobley and Allen got ran off their block by Mitchell Robinson in the playoffs, it's like, I'm... <laughs> the, the lights are brighter than I expected. Yeah, like, sure, I don't know. I'm not putting them in deep play conversations. you got to go get your lick back, and then we'll talk. But until then, I'm not I'm not rocking with it. So, yeah, give me JJJ. He'll have the spotlight on him in Memphis until Christmas. So. Yeah. yeah. And then um, rookie of the year, Scoot. He's a point guard. He'll have the ball in his hands. The Trailblazers team's young. They're going to lose a lot. They're going to be on the stat pad. And uh, if you want one more team, Chauncey Billups is there. Hopefully, can mentor him some. Yeah. Are there any awards we're missing? Rookie, MVP, six man. I guess most improved player, coach of the year, oh. and uh, most improved player is such a botched award nowadays. It's, it's it, it genuinely should not be an award. It's like li- Aaron Fox was talking about it. In this. It's it's, it's literally just which young high draft pick is breaking which out. second year player going into their third year is going to have a good year this year it's like the like, stupidest thing what why, why can't we have like a fucking bum that figures it out just why can't he just get the award who won it last season was it Lori? because it should have been Lori, like without a doubt in my mind i believe it was Lori. yeah like that's a good I, exa- I that's that that's was. a that's a good example of that what a award is for 
It's a guy that people thought was mediocre. Yeah. He gets a chance See, and, here's the and thing. his stat pads. That's great. That's perfect. <laughs> here's the top five in the odds for most improved player award. You ready, Logan? Mikhail Bridges, literally an all-star. Oh, my God. Tyrese Maxey, literally a oh known player performer. Cade God. Cunningham, a second-year player going into his third year who got hurt last he year. He went Austin first Reeves. overall. Yeah, Austin Reeves, like, which is kind of fun, I guess, but like he was good last Over, year. Overhyped. Like, just, just how much better is he gonna? And then the Lakers last one, Logan, tax. is so insane. I could get Logan. I could give you fifty guesses, and you wouldn't guess who's fifth on this. Uh, give me your best guess right now. Jordan Poole. Shingun. It's like <laughs> it's like that. See that it's so much of a mess that like somebody who's obviously not gonna win the award with all due respect is in there, and then like Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley are next, dude. They were rookies two seasons. It's just like, it's not oh, a good award. Dude, they they're going to they're gonna give it to Mobley. That's my guess. They're going to give it to Mobley. Oh, he, I gonna, don't know. I don't gonna, know. I feel like that, that series is not, I feel like that lives in the sour in everyone's mouth. I, yeah, I just, no, I, I just disagree. Think. Like either the criteria of this award needs to be like rewritten or they just need to scrap the award because Jalen Williams is at the bottom. He's plus 2000 out of, you know, plus 2200 out of 10 guys. He was the runner up for the rookie of the year award last year. It's like, it's ridiculous, man. This is, it's it's a very unfun award. Like the NBA and the media have bastardized this. Like you you want to know some real crap? Give it to Jalen Johnson, man. If Jalen Johnson becomes the player that Hawks fans think he can be, give it to Jalen Johnson two years ago. If, if Jalen Johnson becomes LeBron next season and he doesn't win most improved player, I'm not gonna be happy. Yeah. Like two years ago, that man was I mean, he was he was in the G League. I don't care if he was just drafted. Is busting tables in College Park. I mean, that's the reality. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's a bad award, but you know they, they'll give it out. So I'll just pick Jalen. I'll be a homer for that one. I'll pick Jalen Johnson. Yeah. Um, Coach of the Year is the last one. Quinn Snyder oh. for me. <clears throat> yeah. Why not Quinn Snyder? It's very funny. I checked the betting odds for this one. Michael Malone is the top. So literally, the guy who just won the finals. It, what a disaster. They're, they're so creative, man. They, they love to have fun with it. Oh, let's give it to like Greg Popovich in 2004. Woo! Like, okay, I guess. Um, All right, Eric Spolstra. Wow. Spolstra has never won a Coach of the Year award. Fun fact. Yeah, that's great. It's because that team sucks in the fucking regular season. They're just, they're just a bunch of goobers. They lost two playoff series last year. One to the Hawks, one to the Nuggets. Hate to see it. Um... Logan, do you have any more awards? I don't. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I know there's like uh, executive of the year, I mean, but we're I mean, not like. All right, pick not the Hawks, or I guess you can. Who's winning the championship? I mean, I feel like. Give me, give me. Oh gosh, I'm gonna say it for, uh, fourth year running. Give me the Clippers. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I respect it. You know what? Here's. The thing it. about the Clippers is that if if this is a very big if, like this is an if in capital letters font size 5,000 with a, a period at the end, straight up. If, if Kawhi and PG are healthy with that core they have around them, like I don't know that is a good team. who would beat them, but also very big if because they can't stay healthy. And I, I was going to say the nuggets, but that's boring. I don't like to pick back-to-back champions. Yeah. Um, nuggets is a bit boring, even if it's realistic because they just mowed through the playoffs and they are going to have the exact same team next year. Minus Bruce Brown. Yeah. Brian is Bruce Brown, so like it's not like they lost anybody notable. Respectfully, it's like yeah. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Phoenix. I I I've been burnt by Phoenix. You know the the super top heavy star set of thing. I don't think Bradley Beal's that good, but I I do think Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are that good. <laughs> I think the dumbest one of the dumbest NBA things from this all season, from like a Twitter media standpoint, was people who like genuinely don't see that Bradley Bill's an upgrade over like Chris Paul. Like oh, I'm oh, sorry. It's he, he for sure. I mean, apart. If, if it was Chris, if it was Chris Paul a few years ago, I, I would say no, because Chris Paul back then was still good on defense. But Chris Paul nowadays is like, just not that great. Like he's just really not that he's, good. He's more washed than I am after a shower. I mean, that's just how it goes. Uh, that was a, that was not your best simile. I'll be honest, but Hey, we'll, uh, We'll let it slide, but you need to work on that. It's like the Hunter better than Ingram one. Oh, gosh. What a uh, uh, not, not your best day at the office. Um, They're going to make a fail montage out of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go the Suns because I'll be honest, the Suns depth, they were able to. I mean, again, all, all those guys, like, they could kind of suck. And then, you know. Uh. I, I will 
to be fair, some of them, I don't think is a question of if they'll sign. There, there's a few guys on that roster who I can tell you right now, they will not be good NBA players. You you will be relying on KD to get you out of some sticky situations. Trust me. Um, yeah. Such but, as Metu. He is not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'll go with the Suns. They, I'm not super confident by it. Um, you know. The safest pick is the Nuggets, just because they won it last year and didn't yeah. win it. But I, the no, non-boring pick is always going to be tougher. Nothing, nothing. The Celtics, like I, I, Porzingis doesn't move the needle for me. I don't really care. He's already hurt. He's already hurt yeah. too. Like we didn't even get to trading camp, and he's already hurt. The the Bucks. I know I picked Giannis for MVP, but I don't think they're winning the championship uh, with their current construction. Again, I think I think the Bucks. If if Giannis wants to win another chip, he either needs to. Basically, pull a Kevin Durant in 2016. Or, yeah, they got to rework the wa- roster, which I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, it's not like it's just gave Middleton a bunch of money. Yeah, it's not as if it's unheard of that you rebuild the roster around like a superstar. Like Kobe stayed and they rebuilt the roster around him multiple times. Um, it's, it's not like obscene. But yeah, um, so I will go with the Suns. The East, the East is one of those things where I think they have like, 10 good teams but but they don't have anybody like great teams in my opinion. the the super elite teams it's it's the nuggets it's potentially the suns if healthy maybe the clippers um <coughs> if you're you know on drugs it's the lakers it's it's just one of those things um yeah yeah so i you know I, I like our picks i like our predictions we'll see if we're right on literally any of them because some of those are kind of long shots but we'll have to see we'll have to see um logan i want to ask you we need to do our hawks uh record prediction for this season and the uh like For, the, the europa league nba version 40, i'm sorry I don't 46 know. and 36 lock it in 46 and 36 what were we last year 41 41 I'm saying we're so we, basically we just five, add on five wins, a five game improvement. Give me, uh, give me fifty. The Hawks are. I feel like Trey Young's motivated to prove some people wrong. Give me an even fifty, fifty and thirty-one. Woo. That's bold. No, fifty and thirty-two. Sorry, sorry. Hey, hey, hey you, you fixed yourself before I said anything. You're good. Yeah, I had the. I, I was like, I started counting. I was like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean that. Misinput. Now I, I have one general question. Um, it's impossible to say. Do you think we make a big trade in season? And I I mean like defined big pause, but like how you, you, you get you get a guy that would play twenty minutes plus per game in the playoffs. I mean that's basically just trading five seconds for someone, right? Because Sadiq uh, Bay played like what twenty. Okay. Bigger than the Sadiq Bay trade then. Bigger than that trade. Let's just let's let's call it let's call it a starter on most teams. That's fair. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, same, same, same. Anyway, um, in-season tournament. If they were going to make a big trade, it would have came in the summer. <laughs> in-season tournament, Jackson. Why do the fans? Why should the fans care about this? <laughs> uh, uh, good question. Uh, I've been asking myself the same. I mean, if you want to be honest, it's like we. I feel like the NBA is finally accepting reality that the players don't try in the regular season. They're just there to cash their checks. They actually try in the postseason. Um, so they've kind of acknowledged that. And now basically they're taking the in-season tournament and saying, we'll give you a bunch of money if you actually try in the regular season for once. So, you know, the, their teams are split in the groups. You have your groups. And from there you advance to a knockout stage and, uh, the Hawks group, this is our Europa league draw. Whoa, whoa, is the Sixers, the Cavs, the Pacers and the Pistons and us, of course. So we have to play those teams, um, a few times we play them in group play. Uh, We're I'm reading here. It's coming home, Jackson. It's coming home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, eight teams advance. So basically, the top two from each bracket. So, do you think the Hawks will be the best two out of the Cavs, Sixers, Pacers, Pistons? I personally do. If they don't, they're they're out of the tournament. They're going home. No, wait. There's actually there's six groups. Two teams advance. So yeah, I don't know how they'll do that. Um, there's some. Re- I'm not reading all this. You know what? No, you just got to finish high. You have to win your group, basically. There you go. I mean, that's the reality. And then you move on. And then from group play, there's knockout rounds, which is a single elimination game. From group play, this is on December. The championship is on the 9th. And uh, 
Games played in the first and second rounds of the knockout rounds, the quarterfinals and semifinals will count as regular season games, and the championship game will not. So these are technically regular season games, so they count towards all 82 except for the championship game. You 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 get you get the gist. I mean, let, let's be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, I I'll a team just, will play each I'll, of the other four look, teams in look, a group one group play game. Let, let me make this simple. I'll be biased and say we win their group. I'll be real and say I don't care. I just don't care. There'll be regular season games, and I'll care about them the same as other regular season games. The reality is that if this was done for reasons other than, oh, yeah, we're giving the players money so they try and make things more interesting during the regular season, I would care. Like, the Europa League, it's cared about. Like, even though it's not the Champions League, people still care about it. This is like the Conference League if you're in the soccer. Like, you know, there's going to be some people who are happy they win it, but overall, it's it's not going to be regarded as, like, an NBA title at all. It shouldn't be, frankly. I mean, yeah, it's just... I don't know. I mean, my prediction is that the Hawks were the Sevilla, the Sevilla of the NBA in season tournament. We win it, but we lose out. We don't win the league. There you go. Beautiful. Beautifully said. There you go. Sevilla of the in season tournament. Uh, our group's pretty easy. Like, realistically, the Hawks should advance out of that. You're not playing anyone too hard. So, yeah. But the hardest opponents there is like the Sixers. I mean, probably the Cavs, in all honesty. Cats aren't very good, respectfully. Yeah, com- completely. Uh, completely, just don't care that the that the Cavs have Jared Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Oh, like whoa! There, there's a conversation ah. about Capella and Congo to be had there. So yeah, I, yeah. I, we'll leave you guessing on that one until next time. Yeah. Um. um give me your in season tournament prediction, Logan. Dude, so Jackson, had, Jackson, what, Jackson. Let's be real here. I don't care enough to predict anything other than the Hawks winning. The Hawks are going all the way. We are Sevilla. We are. We're either winning the whole damn thing or we're losing in the group stage. Like, I feel like that's fair to say as well. Like, that's that's how this goes, people. This is what it is. I have, you know, I have a theory is that like, because the championship game doesn't count towards a regular season, right? It's like the 80, what would be their 83rd game. Teams are going to play yeah. their bench. Teams are going to play their the in the championship. Yeah. No, the thing about the championship is that where, that's where the money's won. I feel like each player gets like a million dollars. But it's probably each player on the roster. Yeah, no, each player on the roster gets a million. Dude, these players do not. These, the NBA players are the biggest mercenaries in sports right now. Like, they're they're 100% playing in that. That generally might be more competitive than the finals almost. <laughs> for, for, Every well, player playing maybe. for a million dollars? Come on now. I feel like the loser probably gets some change too, though, you know? Yeah, they get like 500k a piece. They get half of what the winners get. So. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, maybe, maybe, but I don't know. Hawks all the way, That's man. A cool trophy. Re- respectfully. Yeah, Hawks. Respectfully. Look, it's either just, win the we either win the thing or we lose in the group stage. Look, no knockout look, run next. The play the play in tournament, well done. The midseason tournament, why, why? The thing about the play-in tournament is that we're the back-to-back champions, right? Defending undisputed, and we're we. I hope we're not back at it next year. But if we are, we're winning it because that's just what we do. In-season tournament, we're good at these, so I have high hopes. There you go. There you go. As long as we Logan, don't... let's. Uh, what would your Hawks starting lineup be, and then we'll wrap things up. <clears throat> Night one, assuming no injuries, of course. Dre Dejounte Hunter, Sadiq Bay. Uh, I'll go Capella. Yeah, mine's the exact same. I feel like a lot of people are like really pushing that uh, I mean, Jalen Johnson. I, I, I straight up think Okongu is better right now, but for appearances, you're going to start Capella. I, it, I mean, I kind of I saw this on Twitter. I agree. If you bench Capella, you're just ruining his trade value. So and it's like he's probably still like your most tradable, most likely to be traded right now. But uh, I feel like the conversation lately has been: Do you start Jalen Johnson or start Sadiq Bay? And like. On the starting lineup, I'm starting Sadiq Bay every time just for the spacing. Like, you need that. Like, I get what people are saying about, you know, Jalen is more dynamic. He offers you more. But the shooting alone makes him more valuable for me for Tran because we're going to need the spacing. Spacing was a big issue last year. It's like, you already have two people in that lineup who who you can't go into this year expecting to be league average shooters. And one person who's not going to shoot any, that's Capella. The other one being DJ, who, you know, he shot good last year. He took steps forward, but he didn't. He's not. he's not a shooter by any means. And then... The next one is DeAndre Hunter, who <laughs> you don't put, you don't rely on DeAndre Hunter. I'll just be honest with you. You just don't. You just don't do that. That's just, you don't do that. And then Trey Young, who's going to have the ball in his hands. So I'm definitely taking Sadiq Bay for the spacings. 
he's a legitimate threat. And if he if teams decide, hey, we're going to sag off Sadiq Bay, he can hit some shots. Jalen Johnson does all for that. And also, uh, if you're starting Capella next to him, I like that more. And Jalen Johnson, I was really fun off the bench. Yeah, it's... Uh... I think give me Trey, DeJounte, Hunter, uh, Sadiq Bay, Capella, and then off the bench you run one of Trey or DJ, and then you run uh, Bogey, AJG, uh, Jalen Okongwu. And then if you want to add on to the rotation, feel free to. That's 10, but if you want to play more, that's fine. There you go. Sign, seal, delivered. That's actually nine, but I'm sure somebody else is looking for some rotation. I mean, you know. guys on the roster want to. You got Matthews, you got Bufkin, you got Gay, you got Mills. You know, so yeah. Um, Last breaks in case of emergency type guys. Yep. Garrison Matthews, the, the legend. You got Bruno. You don't got Veet. Sad times, but. You don't got Tyrese. Moore. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Tyrese Johnson. Um, Logan, do you have anything else before we wrap things up? We're about an hour and five minutes. I, I do not. I'm, I'm kind of losing my voice. I was a little sick, so I'm like, <clears throat> I'm struggling here. But that's that's why we have you do the outros, Jackson. Yes, sir. Speaking of which, let's let me go ahead and outro this thing. Just want to say thank you guys for rocking with us and listening to us always. We've been gone for a minute, but you know there's just not much going on. But it was cool to catch up, talk about the Hawks, do some previewing and all that. Um, I will say this: if you want even more Hawks talks, be sure to check out our Patreon. We have about five six hours of content on there, Logan. That's fair to say. I think so at this point. More. And uh, a new episode will be dropping. We usually drop episodes at the end of every month, so there's a new one coming out within the next week. And uh, then we'll start rolling into training camp and all that. And, yes, fun stuff is on the way. So if you do want to even more Hawks Talk content beyond just the main release podcast you're listening to now, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Hawks Talks. It's in the description of the episode. You can also find the links to us on Twitter, not calling it X, sorry. Um, <laughs> you can find the links to mine, Logos Twitter, Hawks Talks Twitter, everything to stay in contact with us. Be sure to rate the podcast five stars if you are able and add it on so you never miss an episode. And as always, we just want to say thank you for listening. Have a good rest of your weekend and start to your week. Love you. Goodbye.